It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? Today, we will be doing mailbag questions next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Brandon again. I'm here with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. Thanks for thanks for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. So today we will be answering mailbag questions. So let's get into it. So the first one is from Stephen Powers on Twitter. The question is: Is West's position for greater success this season with players more suited for his offensive and defensive schemes? What do you think, Ed? Uh, definitely, yeah. I think I think it starts with the defense, and of course, you know, f- familiarity and chemistry. Um, I think a guy like Monte Morris, you know, a guy who's a steady Eddie point guard who's looking to pass the ball, good guys, you know, he's an unselfish point guard, uh, more of a natural point guard, um, a guy who doesn't need the ball in his hands to be successful, a guy who can knock down a three-point shot. As we saw in the two preseason games, he looked really comfortable out there shooting the mid-range shot. Uh, he's being aggressive, too. He really was. The first game and the second game, he looked really, really aggressive. He was getting downhill as well, getting to the basket. Um, I think DeLon Wright, too, man. I think he's a, he's going to be a, a – a, a sleeper X factor for this team. Um, they wanted to get taller guards. Uh, DeLon Wright looked like a pest out there defensively. And I think at the point of attack, that's what Wes is looking for. You know, Wes is a defensive minded head coach and we need more guys who are defensive minded. You know, the past couple of years, we just haven't had guys who are looking to lock down defensively. Of course, you know, you got Denny out there last year, but I think somebody like DeLon Wright is a guy who's who's looking to play defense, and he's going to be a pest out there. He's a taller guard with a longer wingspan, and he certainly showcased that in the first two preseason games. I, I'm excited to see him play, and I really think he can be an anchor uh, for this defense at the guard spot. He, he's something that we that we were really missing drastically last year, and he's a and he's a solid three point shooter as well. Um, blocked a couple shots, had you know hands in the passing lanes. They talked about deflections uh, this year in training camp too, and, and DeLon Wright was already getting deflections out there. Um, Will Barton is a playmaker. You know, whether he starts or come off, comes off the bench, I think he's going to be a great, uh, a solid addition for the Wizards. Same thing with Monte Morris. And then Porzingis, you know, I think they're trying to, you know, duplicate what they, what, what he had in Denver. Now Porzingis is not Jokic, but you saw how Porzingis, how good Porzingis was last year um, in those 17 games where they were running the offense through him, where he could take some of the pressure off of Bradley Bill. So um, I think they improved shooting, from the three-point line, and I, I think they got you know good defenders, and uh, Delon Wright. I think Monte Morris is a solid defender and a capable defender. So I think not only guys are going to play well for West and play hard for West, but they 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 already know what to expect from West. You know, Monte Morris, they have that good that father-son relationship with West Lonzo Jr. and Will Barton already knows you know expectations from West as they they were with him in Denver. So I do think guys um, are better fits than what he had last year. 
Yeah, I totally agree. But I think this is a tricky question because do I feel like he has the personnel to implement that type of system? Absolutely. Will he implement that system? I don't know because, you know, his uh, his offenses in Denver were very slow. And, you know, I think that the best recipe for success in Washington is picking the pace up. And they, ha- they definitely have the personnel to do that. Monte Morris has speed. He's going he's gonna to push the pace. He's going to open up a lot of shop opportunities for a lot of guys like Kuz, Rad, you know, KP. You know, he's going he's gonna to open up the offense. So, you know, will he, will he use that to that effect? I don't know. I, I mean, you know, Spencer did what he last season. Very slow offense. So, you know, like I said, it's a good question because, you know, I do feel like he has the personnel to, to get better on the offensive and defensive end. And like you said, the, you know, the addition of DeLon Wright it goes, you know, into that direction of defense. DeLon Wright can defend, you know, and then another factor of three-point shooting. We, you know, we had to improve on three-point shooting. We did that with DeLon Wright because he can shoot from a high percentage from the arc and he can defend. Um, I know Johnny Davis is struggling, but, you know, he's a good defender. Um, Ruiz took steps forward this, see, uh, this all season, uh, getting better on defense. Uh, Brad Bill has mentioned that he wants to be in all NBA defense. So I think they have the mentality and – They've been working on the defensive end, but, you know, like I said before, he has the personnel to implement this type of offense and defense. Will he? You know, I'm, I'm very interested to see how fast the pace is picked up. Right. Also, and, you know, what necessarily are West's schemes? Like, what are his defensive schemes as well? You know, they've said that, you know, they want to get guys to shoot mid-range shots instead of letting guys shoot threes or get to the basket. And that's what the game is today. You'd rather have somebody shoot a mid-range jumper rather than, you know, shooting threes and getting to the basket. Um, and offensively, you know, last year you brought up pace. They were 22nd in pace. They were, you know, bottom five or bottom 10 of fast break points. So they just weren't a running team where you we've said it before. I think it would be better suited if they did try to push the pace, if they did try to get some easy baskets on fast breaks. They got guys that can run. Rui pushing the pace when he got the rebound. It doesn't matter who gets who gets the rebound or who's bringing the ball up. Honestly, with this team, you know, Brad can get the rebound and push. Rui can get the rebound and push. Kuz, same thing. Uh, sometimes even Porzingis, you know, and that, that's the versatility that we had with, his, with his, Denny too, whether he's coming off the bench or starting. So I think whoever gets the rebound, they should look and try to go, you know, throwing a loss to Gafford, throwing a loss to Porzingis, you know, transition threes from Brad or Kuz, Porzingis. So I, I think, you know, that's something that he definitely wants to, you know, maybe want to switch it up and do that. But, you know, offensively, um, I do feel like they looked really good running the offense through Porzingis last year, running through a big man. And even last year, they had Trez having the ball at the top of the key, you know, backdoor cuts and whatnot. Gafford threw a nice backdoor cut to, um, I want to say it was Monte Morris or DeLon Wright in the second half of the second game. Um, so, you know, I don't think they, I haven't really seen them make an offensive identity just yet. When they were 10 and 3, of course, it was slow. It was a slow, methodical pace, it was low scoring games defensive grinded out games but they just couldn't keep that up so i i personally don't know what his his scheme is just yet i don't think we haven't really seen um 100 what his scheme is just yet defensively you know I, I think we know what it is they still didn't play well defensively last year but i do think like like steven said i think guys like delon Wright will help i think denny will help with the defensive scheme i think gaffer will help i think porzingis with his shot blocking will help kuz is a capable defender um, if you put Delon right out there with Bradley Bill, he he can help Brad out there defending, you know, quick shifty guards. Um, Kuz and, and Rui, if Rui can step it up this year, and Denny, I think those guys are are guys that you definitely point to that can help their defensive schemes. And offensively, once again, they just wanted a point guard that's not going to hold them to the ball 
and that's going to get it to guys that can score like Brad and Porzingis. I totally agree. But, you know, like I said in previous episodes, I think that West is going to have to sacrifice part of his system. If you look in Denver, you know, defense was the name of the game with that system, but they were slow. They were very, very slow offense. So he's going to have to sacrifice that. He's going to have to pick up the pace and still implement the defensive schemes. So, you know, it's, it, like I said, it's, it's a very tough question because, you know, you don't know what to expect. You don't, Like you said, you don't really know what to expect from him right now. But you know, if I was Wes Unsell, I would definitely put number one emphasis on defense. Easy. Um, and obviously pushing the pace. I think Monte is not that point guard that's going to sit there and, and try to set up everything. No, he's, he's ready to roll. You know, look at Brad Bill. He was most successful when he had a point guard that won distributed the ball, but two pushed the pace. John Wall was a Skywalker. I mean, he, I mean, you know, he would, he was rolling and, you know, Russ, Russ was, and that, that, that gave him a lot of opportunities to be that score. You know, another thing I'm looking for this season is not so much Brad Bill, the playmaker. I think that if he can settle back into being that score, that I think that's better off for the team. Let Monte be the, you know, be the quarterback in the offense. So, I mean, you know, like I, said, I keep saying it, you know, it's, it's a really tricky question because, like you said, you really don't know exactly what his schemes are. So I'm hoping they push the pace, but defense has got to be the name of the game this season. I think with Gaff, KP, you know, we have the pieces to, to make this a really good defensive team. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see. Yeah, I think, I think they have the tools. And that's a good question from Steven. It brings me back to the Wizards' away question. You know, what? what is their identity? What is Wes's defensive scheme going to be? What is his offensive scheme going to be? You know, they 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 struggle from the three-point line. So are they going to be a team that, you know, wants to run a gun and shoot threes? Or Brad and Porzingis pick and roll? What is their offense going to run through to start off this season? So I, I'm definitely intrigued. Um, but we do have another question. Um, before we get to that, uh, we got a word from Prize Picks from Brandon. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. How does it work? Pick two to five players, and if they go score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. That includes the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, NHL, PGA Golf, college football, college basketball, college women's basketball, soccer, the WNBA, Esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Is that easy? Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. I'm going to give you all an example. This past Commanders game, I actually did over 30 receiving yards for Terry McLaurin. And sad to say, <laughs> I didn't get it. So definitely check them out. So, Ed, I'm moving on to the second question. Let me pull it up yes, real sir. quick. 
Yeah, the uh, commanders. Um, I'm not gonna bring that up because it's just no point. Yeah, no point. But <laughs> oh man, I'm just. But yeah, I didn't know prize picks. You know, I didn't know they did cricket and all that other stuff too. That's crazy. You guys definitely got to take advantage of prize picks. Use that promo code locked on for sure. You guys definitely got to take advantage of that. Yes, sir. So moving on to the next question. This comes from Abel Ambrosio. I hope I got it correct. I'm sorry, man. Um, yeah, you got it right. Is, what three Wizards players entering a new season has have the most to prove? What do you think? That's a good question from Abel. Abel is a longtime listener, longtime subscriber. Um, we there's so many guys with stuff with that have something to prove. There's so many guys with chips on their shoulder. There's so many guys. It's a couple of guys in contract years that have stuff that have something to prove. Um, you know what? I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna start off with Rui, man. Looking at Japan, uh, I think he's a slept on guy. I think a lot of people have you know, kind of giving up on his stock or giving up on his potential, to be honest. Um, and I think, you know, you, you listen to what Zach Lowe said about Rui where, you know, he they, he said he's a terrible rebounder, he's a terrible playmaker, and he's a terrible defender. So that's the book on him, but he's a really good scorer. Um, that, that's what scouting reports say, that he's a good scorer, but he can't defend, he doesn't rebound, and he, he doesn't, you know, playmaker or look for teammates. And I think a lot of that stuff is untrue about Rui. I think, you know, him missing those 40 games – Excuse me. It it hurt it, you know, it definitely impacted his stock and, and the way people view him. And it was tough for him to come back. Um, you know, he was out for personal reasons because he, he had to come off the bench. Also, the ramp up period took a long time. And also, you know, West had a they had him on a minute restriction. Um, but the three point shooting was improved. Uh, and I think he's trying to get back into the starting lineup because this he started his first two years. He was on the all-rookie team. You saw what he did against Andrew Wiggins, the and one the and one on a fast break, uh, how aggressive he was. Didn't knock down the threes. Has to improve his free throws from those two games. But he was rebounding the ball well, and he had a double-double. And I love the way he plucked Steph in the first game. So I want to see the tenacity. I want to see that aggressive from Rui. I want to see the Rui that dunked on Anthony Davis. I want to see the Rui that dunked on Isaiah Stewart. I want to see him be aggressive in the post, keep doing that, because there's no question that he can score. He, he finished in the 90th percentile around the rim. Um, so finishing offense is not a problem for him, but we just want to see consistency and aggressiveness for, from him. And like I said, it's a contract year for him. He's a restricted free agent. You see Wizards, they don't get a lot of second contracts, but he has an opportunity to start as well. And he's looking like he's being aggressive. He's grabbing the bull by the horns. So I, I think Rui can prove a lot of consensus wrong about his scouting report. And uh, I think him and Kuz and Porzingis can be a nice front court out there. I agree, but I'm going to go with Bradley Bill, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, Bradley Bill, he's the, he's the franchise guy now. He is a Supermax player. I think that because of that signing as Supermax and because of the injury, especially to the shooting net, he comes in with questions. Um, he, he's got a lot of proof, in my opinion. You know, the Supermax, there's only, if you look at the contract, there's only so many players in this league that, that make that money. And if you throw the, the no trade clause in there, the list gets even smaller. So just because of that, just because of those demands of the contract, he has to be that guy. That's why. That's why I say that I don't want to see the not so much the the playmaker. I want to see the scorer. I want to see the guy who's going to score twenty five plus because that's where we need him. That's that's why he got paid because he, he's that three level scorer. So you know, like I said, because of the contract and because of the injury, I think Bradley Bill he, he comes in. With a lot to prove. He's a franchise guy. He's the guy. 
you know, John's he's gone. Russ is gone. He's the guy. So he has to be able to take those last shots. He has to be more clutch. You know, that three point percentage has to go up. You know, he he has to he's got to be that leader in the locker room. You know, he's he's got to be that guy. So, yeah, absolutely. He comes in with a lot to prove in my opinion. Yeah, 110%. I mean, like you said, he's the guy who got paid this offseason. Not only did he get paid, but he got, you know, a 15% trade kicker and a no trade clause. So, you Steph Curry didn't even get a no trade clause. He he he, you know, and he's won championships, you know. So, you know, you look at the situation with Kevin Durant. He doesn't have a no-trade clause, so he couldn't control where he wanted to go when he requested a trade. But Bradley Bill is going to have that authority. Hopefully that that doesn't happen, but it's just giving, you know, a comparison there. And you look at the guys that have gotten no-trade clause, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Carmelo Anthony, Kobe Bryant. Those are the list of the players that have that got no-trade clauses. So Bradley Bill is with a company of guys that are, you know, Hall of Famers, you know, so – it means a lot when a team does that, um, and he can, he controls his own destiny. He controls the Wizards franchise right now. He controls the destiny of everything, whether the Wizards want to rebuild or move whatever direction they want to go in. He controls that. Um, so, it, like, that's huge. And he had a down year last year. Um, didn't shoot the well. Didn't shoot the ball well from the three point line. Turned over the ball at a high rate, but he, he did better playmaking. Um, didn't shoot the ball well from the field at all. He hit down games, and he really wasn't the deciding factor in games. Like he wasn't really like dominating games like we've usually seen him. Could have been a fit problem last year with with the point guard that we brought in, but he has to step it up. You know, like he said in media day two, you know these games it, it, it falls on him. It just does, and that's just how it's going to be. That's when you are supposed. That's when you're being paid like the number one guy. We the the franchise expects you to be that leader and that number one guy. So the games are going to fall on him for sure. This season falls on him 100%. Um, he's got to step up and play at an all-star level that we know him, you know, know him to be, um, you know, 30 points a game. That's that's what we, it doesn't have to be 30 points a game, at least, you know, efficient basketball, you know. Um, my guy is, is Chris Tapps. Like I said, you can pick so many guys, but I'm going to go with Chris Tapps. Um, that ESPN list of having him 86th. And then the CBS list having him, I want to say 85 as well. They had him behind our guy Koo. They had him behind a couple of guys who I think Porzingis is definitely more talented and better than. Now, injuries play a factor for sure. But there were some guys that, you know, have missed time too. Some rookies out there that they put ahead of him. So I thought it was pretty darn disrespectful. And I know I know he somebody brought it up during media day too. And, you know, he's got that beard. He's looking more fluid. He's looking more healthy. Um, he's moving his feet quicker as well. Um, you saw that in FIBA. Now, the first game he struggled in the preseason, but the second game, I love what I saw. That was the Porzingis that I saw in the last 17 games of the year last year. He had 18 points against the Warriors. Um, he's a guy, like like Brad said, too, like he's never had a big that talented. No disrespect to Gortat or Nene and some of the other bigs that he played with. But Porzingis, man, he is a unicorn, and he's a guy that can attract double teams and he can dominate and take over a game. He's a guy that can be an automatic 20-10 guy. Knock down a three, and he's unguardable at times because he's so tall he can just turn around and shoot over you. So I think there's a guy that's heavily slept on, didn't work out with the Mavericks, didn't end well with the Knicks. So can it work here? You know, this is their third team, the third time's the charm. So what went wrong in Dallas that, you know, where he can fix it here, can he stay healthy is the huge thing too. Can he give us 70 games? That's the huge question mark there with Porzingis. Man, you took mine. <laughs> I was going to say KP. <laughs> but, you know, as they say, great minds think alike. So I'm going to roll with Denny. I'm going to tell you why. 
You know, he looked he looked real good in FIBA. And last season he took big steps with his defense. He, I mean, he was he was an elite defender last season. The only knock against Denny has always been his shot. So to me, that's why he comes in the season with a lot of questions. Because if he takes that step forward and develops a consistent jump shot, he's dangerous. I mean, he's already shown that he can play elite level defense. Um, but his three-point shooting and his finishing, you know, finishing at the lane or at the basket is another improvement I want to see for him. But mostly his three-point shot. You know, if he can improve that three-point shot, he's dangerous. And he can really still and that makes the whole question about who starts at the three even harder for West. Because you know, we were talking about before. Um, we're looking at you know, you're looking at Kuz, Will Barton, Rui. So if Denny takes a step forward. That's a hard decision that has to be made by Tommy and West going forward because, you know, at that point, you got three or four guys who could easily start at the three or four position. So that just shows how much depth we depth we have in, on this team. You know, not so bad like last season because we had massive depth last season. We all know how that went down. But, you know, you know, we were, t- you know, like we said before, I do see a consolidation trade coming. I don't know if it's going to be a deadline trade. Um, 10 20, 30 games in, but you got to consolidate these guys to a certain degree because, like I said, you have three or four guys who could easily start. So, Denny, he's that guy that I'm going to choose because, like I said, if he comes in and he develops that shot, he's dangerous because, I mean, I watched him personally shut down Giannis, and they that's not an easy guard. I'm just telling you. You know, Jason Tatum, the list goes on. He, he can play at elite level. So, if he has a consistent shot, you know, he's the closest thing we've had to a three. He he can be the closest thing to a three D three and D guy that we've had in a long time, probably since Paul Pierce. So, so you know, what, what, what do you think? Definitely, no, I'm I'm with you on Denny too. I mean, he played. He had a, he had a solid rookie year. You know, he struggled a little bit. You know, they they put him as a in the corner. Then his sophomore year, West used him as a more of a primary primary ball handler off the bench, but defensively he made a leap for sure. Um, like you said, he's got to he's got to work on finishing around the rim. Um, three point shooting he has to improve on that. Worked worked out with Drew Hanlon this this past season, so you know worked on his ball handling, worked on his three point shooting, finishing around the rim. Um, there were still some some improvement areas that I saw during FIBA and Eurobasket, but he he was just more aggressive. He was more aggressive. I love that. You know, he did have more opportunities to have the basketball in his hands, but. Um, yeah, he, he's got a chip on his shoulder, too. This is a big year for him. This is his third season. He's going to be battling with a lot of guys. He's going to be battling with Will Barton for that starting spot, Rui. Um, they're going to be battling for that starting spot. But whether he comes off the bench or not, it's about who finishes games. There's going to be some games where we're going to have to have him finish just because of his defensive ability. So, yeah, he he has a he definitely has a big chip on his shoulder. And we're looking for him to make a leap. You know, he was the ninth pick of the draft. You know, he... he they dubbed him uh, the steal of the draft. I think it was Mike Smith's from Draft Express. So, you know, he's still got some time to live up to that that expectation and that hype. Um, so the, the jury's still out on all our picks from the last couple of years. But, you know, we do want to see Danny make that improvement and make that leap for sure. So um, it's a big year for him. We're looking for we're looking for a huge co- contribution from our young guy, especially Diddy, for sure. Cool, cool. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up, guys. Thanks for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Next episode, we are doing more mailbag questions, so stay tuned. Now make your second listen. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. 
Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, everybody. See you next time. Have a good night. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.